are we? And how did we get here? We asked thousands of women one question. Then we listened to their answers, and now we get to dig deeper, have the tough conversations, and explore the answers to even bigger questions. How is it possible that you have a good life right now, yet still want more? What happens when you no longer fit into society's box? How would it feel to be free to live your life your way? These are the questions, and this podcast will explore the answers. I am Teresa. And I am Kelly. And we welcome you to Lifing Live. Let's talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Lifing Live podcast, where we are always grateful when you join us uh, on our episodes. So today, we decided that we wanted to give you a glimpse of the inside world of Teresa and Kelly preparing for this podcast (laughs) and here's how the conversation started we thought that we would love to do a conversation or maybe a series we'll see where it goes of women in power and we started thinking so what would that look like where do we go how do we start and the conversation just automatically led to of course in the united states the most powerful position supposedly in the country is the presidency of the united states and when we were talking about women in power Kelly made a statement, and that's where everything took off from. And your statement was what, Kelly? Hillary Clinton was the first woman to run for president. (laughs) And I looked at her, and of course, a couple of other names ran through my head. I'm like, well, who was, what did she do? And then she's like, well, no, no, that was fine. Anyway, we had this long conversation, and I'm like, okay, wait, wait one second. Knowing me, I go to Google, and I say, first woman to run for US presidency. And lo and behold, it was not Hillary Clinton. It's probably a name of a woman you have never heard of, if you're anything like us, because we didn't even know this woman uh, existed, much less ran for a US presidency. So today we wanna introduce you to the first woman who did run for the presidency of the United States, and that was Victoria Woodhull. Now, how many of you have ever heard of her? Because before a couple of hours ago, we did not know who she was. And so then we had to research and find out more about this woman. And there's more to her than just being a presidential candidate, right? So I I wanna kind of fill out the presidential candidacy for, for a little bit. She was 31 when she decided to run. Now, at the time, you had to be 35 to run for the presidency of the United States. So she was four years younger than what was typically accepted. But she was heading up a couple of of movements, equality movements, and they're the ones that kind of propelled her into uh, being a a presidential candidate. But man, this woman had a life before she ever ran for the presidency. And I think that when you really look at her in total, her life, is really what propelled her into her equality movements and running for the presidency. So why don't you tell us what you found out about her as a woman, a liking woman, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. So Victoria Woodhull, she is amazing. She was so she was born into poverty and as a teenager was married off at 15 to a 28-year-old 
doctor who happened to be a drunk and visited brothels. It wasn't a happy wedding, a marriage. And so she ended up having, even though he had doctor in front of his name, she ended up having to work several menial jobs, seamstress. She was even a fortune teller and all different menial jobs. And finally, after she divorced, she become her association of the free love movement. So that was a movement, free love, that sought to ease the stigma of divorce, making it easier for women to escape abusive marriages. Now we're talking, this is in the mid 1850s, that'd be the 1850s. So that's where she was um, in her first divorce and she started becoming a part of this group that were uh, for women, to support women. In, to support women. Uh, yeah. Back in the day. Yep. Yeah. So then she moved to New York and, and married a, a different dude. And uh, <laughs> as Kelly says, she must have had a lot of time on her hands because he was a soldier. And so as she has time on her hands, she, she somehow her and her sister befriended Mr. Vanderbilt, right? The railroad tycoon. And Mr. Vanderbilt gave them an idea that they should raise some money and invest it in the stock market. So in a matter of six weeks, she and her sister raised $700,000, gave them enough money to, to open up their own Wall Street brokerage house, and they were the only women stockbrokers at the time. They were the first women to own their own stock brokerage. Amazing. So, so six weeks. Think about that. Yeah, in six weeks, they raised $700,000. Now, $700,000 in the 1800s is equal to over $14 million today. In six weeks. It's like the lotto. In six weeks. With, yeah, it's yeah. like winning the lottery. But yeah. they, they freaking went out and earned it and raised it. Um, they got a tip and, did, I mean, they ran with it. I want that tip. They got a great <laughs> idea and they ran with it. Yes. Right? And so, interestingly enough, they made a name for themselves in the stock brokerage industry on Wall Street. They were then called the bewitching brokers because I don't know what. If, you're women. If, you got to be bewitched. You got to be, we, yeah, you got to mm. be bewitched if you're a successful woman. I don't know. And they were also called uh, the queens of finance. All right, so at least that we one's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. We moved, they moved from bewitching to queen. So, so yeah. But either way, they made their mark. Um, so think about this. Here's this woman. She's she's born to poverty in Ohio, bad marriage. Moves to New York, gets in a different marriage, aligns herself with the Vanderbilts, and and then starts turning this whole situation for women around. Yeah, and she well, she channeled all of that money. She was, she had a purpose with all that money. She had a purpose in life. I yeah, in life before she was even born. Yeah, don't you think? Well, of course. Yeah, she had a purpose. She was already in the free love movement, which I wanted to talk about. The free love movement is different than the '60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So free love at it, it, in her era, literally was what Kelly stated earlier. The right for for the women to divorce without being stigmatized and the right for women to get out of abusive marriages. Yeah, love who they want. Love who you and want. And leave if you want to. <laughs> love who you want, marry who you want, and leave if you need to. Yes. 
That was like this underlying platform. And they called that free love. They called that free love. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Different well, I mean, from think about it. Free love. So your love is free. free you free? Free to love. Free to leave. Free to marry <laughs> who you want and free to leave yeah. when you need to. Amen. Thank thank God. That's free love. Yes. Yeah. Unlike the sixties where it was the free love movement had a totally different vibe vibe <laughs> to it. Uh, a lot but, of armpit hair. But people. boy, didn't they both serve phenomenal purposes? Yes. Right? This free love sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, Love is just love. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So when we look at her history, you know, and everything that accumulated to that point, this woman really did, as we said, had a purpose. Yeah, she's amazing. And uh, Kelly, she had this, she wrote a letter to the New York Herald. We want to share with you just an excerpt out of her letter because I think it's a great summary of who she is and why she did what she did. Here we go. While others sought to show that there was no valid reason why a woman should be treated socially and politically as being inferior to a man, I boldly entered the arena of politics and business and exercised the rights I already possessed. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, she already she ha she already so has we, it. So we thank talk you. all the time about liking women. It's like thank you for those rights, but I already have I it. I already have it. I'm it's, a I'm a human being. It's an inside job. I've already done it. I've earned I've earned what I was born. I, oh, I was born. <laughs> there you go. I already possessed. She didn't need somebody else's permission. She recognized it in herself and decided to use the rights that she already possessed regardless of what society's box was trying to uh mold her into being. I love how she said, while well, others sought to show that there was no valid reason why women should be treated socially and politically as being inferior to a man, the suffrage movement was already underway. It took a hundred years. So she's just kind of, she's just on that wave, riding that wave. She's running for the presidency before women's rights to even vote happened were even passed. I know. Like, oh my gosh, so that's like a whole years. other fascinating... 50 years before. That's fascinating. <laughs> right She's there. amazing. But hey, like she said, I already I already am exercising my right. Long before you give me rights by law, I internally exercise the rights I innately know are mine. I'm sure I, she, I love that statement. I'm sure anyway. she shut the conversation down like because I'm sure it gave the men some food for thought like, right, like what, how can you argue with that? How do you argue with that? Okay, so she continues to say, I therefore claim the right to speak for the unenfranchised women of the country. I now announce myself as a candidate for the presidency. I am quite well aware that in assuming this position, I shall evoke more ridicule than enthusiasm at the outset. But this is an epoch of sudden changes and start, startling surprises. What may appear absurd today will assume a serious aspect tomorrow. That was her open letter. Yeah, yeah. all right, so now wow. I thought the first part was powerful, but I think the second part might even be more powerful in how it affects us. Mm -hmm. Because here's this woman who decides that regardless of being potentially ridiculed, I'm gonna do it anyway. Right. That takes some guts. Throw her hat in the ring saying, I don't care what society's telling me. I'm going to ignore your stupid rules. Because she's she like, I already possess the rights as a human. Yeah. So she says, I'm all in. And, yep. I, and I know what I'm getting all in for. Yep. And I'm okay with that. But her last statement, when she says, you know, it might not make sense today. 
but it will show itself tomorrow. Mm-hmm. To me, I got chills. That is like that's like the ultimate pioneering woman. Yeah. And when we say where are we and how did we get here, it is all because of the women who have come before us. And as evidence today, there are women that have come before us that have given us the right to do everything that we do on the outside, even though she's already confirmed that we already have the right on the inside, that we might not even know existed. It's like a passing of the baton in a way. And a lot of times we don't even know the baton has been passed to us, you know, until we go and we research these things. And it, it's just uh, such a mind blow. Yeah, really is. Th this woman is. She should have a phenomenal. coin, like they're the Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. She should have the yeah. Victoria Woodhull. There should be a Victoria Woodhull <laughs> yeah. coin. Yeah, definitely. And I give her just mad props and bravery and so many amazing things. Just looking at those rules and just setting different standards for herself. So if we if we looked at our definition of lifing, right? So mm -hmm. if it's living inspired. She was definitely inspired to, to do something. Yes. To, to make a difference. Inspired in, change. Yeah. In her time and our time, right, for tomorrow. Uh, living inspired, fully embraced. She embraced it all. She knew what the responsibilities were going to be. Yeah. She knew what the ridicule could be, but she embraced it anyway. And then she ignited never-ending grace for all the women who are going to follow after her in her footsteps. I mean, that was a statement of grace. Yeah. So she is... Intelligence the lifing woman yeah epitome of the lifing woman yeah and and i would i applaud her yay yay thank you perfect so much and thank you for letting us share our discovery with you um this is pretty much how we work we start a topic we discuss it we figure out what is it really and then decide that we probably want to share it with you guys so thank you for letting us always share with you on the lifing live podcast thank you so much now, comment on this podcast or email us at themakingofyourlife at gmail.com. We love to hear from you.